Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome to the Wildly Abundant Woman podcast with your host, Leonie Gabriella. And today I have a very special episode for you where I am going to be sharing a little bit about what was actually happening for me in the last couple months and honestly year behind the scenes while I went on a semi-sabbatical. So this is a very um, often requested episode by so many of my friends because some of the topics that I touch upon I feel are really universal and maybe even especially to what's happening in the world right now. I will share with you about my depression that I experienced, about um, feeling really freaking low and unmotivated and not wanting to do any kind of work. Um, I'll share with you what happened, what caused me to feel that way, how I discovered it, what I took did to take a break, and um, really also the tools um, that helped me get out of it. So it's a very vulnerable uh, session, but I think it's going to be very powerful, especially because of that reason. So yeah, because I want to share with you a bit more about what's been happening for me behind the scenes in my life. It's not just all uh, gold and making money and having fun and glamour, which yes, it also is that. Um, but I think you're going to really take away from this session some of the deep spiritual and mindset work that also comes with and the growth that comes with having a, a six figure business. And I also have for this episode, I have my man, Clement Thomas, with me. Hey, guys. And um, the reason he is here is because I really wanted to have this be a bit more of a conversation. And I also feel he can really add a lot to the conversation when it comes to the specific shift that I had, because he actually had a lot to do with it. And um, he'll share a lot more about the process that he guided me through that helped me heal and shift some of my depressive feelings. Mm -hmm. So yeah, stay tuned. I hope you love this episode. Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome to the Wildly Abundant Woman podcast, the place to get inspired, to manifest more money the feminine way, feel worthy, love yourself, and learn how to be abundantly supported for your great work, as well as create your life from a deep state of overflow, connection, abundance, pleasure, and bliss. Join the conversations with me and my amazing guests on how to live life fully, make a massive difference, have a lot of fun, and yes, make a ton of money doing what you love. Welcome. So welcome to this episode. So I think what we're going to talk about is your process of, you know, what happened that you decided to go into uh, sabbatical. Yes. And then uh, your process of going through it. Yeah. And then what helped you shift whatever was in the way. And... Uh, of me fully stepping into my mission again. Yeah and, and, yeah, and feeling creativity flowing again, inspiration to work. Yeah. And what was it that shifted that so that you now feel aligned again, yeah. basically? Yeah, great, thank you. So let me start all the way in the beginning. So why did I go on a sabbatical? I'd have to go all the way back to really last year or the year before last year, which was 2020. In 2020, a lot of things were actually going really fucking well for me. So we had our second, I believe, uh, six-figure launch with mm -hmm. the Abundant Passionpreneur. 
that was going great. We had a lot of women signing up for that. I had, I was making more money than I had ever made before. Mm. I, I kept on setting all of these kind of crazy money goals for myself of like, Hey, this quarter, I'm going to make exactly what I made in all of last year. And mm. I did, I did it quite effortlessly. It was really fun. It was easy. I was making a very big difference for a lot of women and I was really, really enjoying myself. And then at the end of 2020, things were going so well that a part of me uh, felt a little bit uncomfortable with it, to be very honest. There were so many big shifts. We moved out of our apartment that we were mm -hmm. actually done with. We didn't mm. enjoy really living in. Um, that was a big one. Actually. That was a huge one. Yeah. I went to Mexico that year. I had already been in India. I had met so many great people that were up to awesome things. So everything was really, really booming and flying. And I was great. Like I remember yeah. that the first six figure launch that we had, even I was traveling in Mexico mm -hmm. and you were at home and you were doing a lot of things behind the scenes because I was at this event mm -hmm. and I hardly put in any work and we had a six figure launch. Yeah. So things were just happening like really flowful, mm. really, really easy. And so there was also a specific event that I then went to. I went to Mexico and I was there with a bunch of super inspiring women that I really, really loved. Mm. And I had some really old shit triggered for me while I was there. Mm. So all of those ladies were up to really awesome things. And during that meeting, there were a couple of scenarios that really reminded me a lot of when I was a little girl mm. and I was really heavily bullied. Mm. So things that I really was not supposed to take personally, mm -hmm. such as, you know, um, I don't know, like a conversation already happening or starting without me being a part of it mm. and women being really connected with each other and me just feeling excluded. Mm -hmm. But this part of me got really triggered. And I remember specifically at some point I was sitting at the table with this like awesome group of women so and these are just to set up the context these are women that are like making millions yes. and have really thriving businesses all from their spirituality all making yeah. a really big difference but they're up to big things yeah. yes which yeah. i loved mm -hmm. but apparently somehow my inner you know leone small leone equated that to like the cool girls mm -hmm. and back in the day i was always very heavily bullied by the cool girls so mm. um and the association that I got was, I don't belong here. Mm -hmm. And that triggered something in me. And I even was sitting at the table at some point and I cried because this part of me got so, so triggered. Mm -hmm. And from there, and I didn't notice it at the time, I was only able to pinpoint this event happening like a year later. Mm -hmm. um, Quite see, amazing, huh? Yes, to see what really happened. Because we then, I came back to, to Slovenia, we went to Italy, we went to Venice, we had a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Mm -hmm. We went to um, live in a really nice apartment in Ljubljana, in the mm -hmm. city center. Mm -hmm. And although everything was going so well, I was just not able to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel happy. I didn't like, I, I partly I enjoyed it, but the part of me couldn't really enjoy the new apartment we were living in, mm. even though I'd been talking about it for years. I remember that. That's actually quite, that was quite interesting, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So I was really struggling. I remember I started to feel really restless. Mm. I couldn't sleep well. 
I tried to meditate, but there was this constant underlying level of anxiety. Mm. I was really pushing myself, even though I just had had all of this success. There was a part of me that was totally bashing me and feeling like I need to already be so much further ahead mm. than I was. Mm. Right. So I felt like I'm not good enough. Mm. I felt like I'm not the cool girl. I felt like it can't possibly be this good. Mm. And those I was not so consciously aware of all of that. Mm. But those were all the underlying feelings that were present for me while I had had all of this gorgeous shift. Mm. I find that's really awesome that we're talking about this because there's a lot of things that happen usually when people hit the next level of their income and success. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that comes up that nobody expected it was going to come up. Yes, that's the funny thing. That's the funny thing. And I just want to acknowledge that right here because everybody thinks that they want to be successful, right? Yeah. Everybody thinks that, oh, when you have this and that amount of money, then everything's going to be great. Mm -hmm. But what we're not aware of is the personal development and the growth and the shit mm. that can come up with that growth yeah isn't that amazing because yeah. everyone thinks yeah when i have that 300k launch or a million dollar business or whatever yes. then everything's going to be perfect yeah but it's not it's not just that a lot of problems don't actually get resolved it's that more problems can come up yeah like within us insecurities oh what if yeah. my family is not gonna like us anymore yeah. what if um whatever yeah what if I don't belong anymore and things like that? So, yeah, exactly. So it yeah. can really uh, actually um, somebody that described it really well mm. was actually Ryan, who like one of the guys that was teaching at the MMI. The mm. mm -hmm. um, this was like a, a mindset, a money mindset program we went to in mm. like 2016, I think. Yeah. And that was really transformational for me. Um, but anyway, I was there and I they did like a follow up after that seminar a year later, this mm. was in 2017. And that's mm. when I had my first launch when I manifested the exact amount that I wanted. That was the first launch mm. with the amount of Ashpreneur. Oh, yeah. And I manifested that exact 12,873 yeah, yeah. euros. <laughs> yeah. Those of you who know the story know the story. If you don't, I'll mention it in another podcast. Um, and I went to him during that like follow up of that seminar. And I was like, listen, I did everything that you guys told me to do during the seminar and I had all of the success and now I'm scared because a part of me, like the first time I manifested that money, you remember we were walking around in our neighborhood and Sounds I was like, like you're touched. yeah, no. I'm touched. What, what yeah. touches you about that? I think, I think maybe the beauty of the growth that comes with, mm us expanding in our next level. Hmm. I genuinely believe that the universe wants us to step into our next level. Hmm. And I also believe that we would not have a desire to step into a next level, whatever that looks like, hmm. if we wouldn't have the abilities within us to manifest that reality. Hmm. So I really believe that what you're searching for is searching you. Hmm. <laughs> and and I believe it gets to happen with fun and I believe the mindset work is super important which this whole podcast is gonna like <laughs> confirm even more but yeah I just I remember that first time that I set a goal for manifesting a number and it manifested so I went mm. to that guy because that's mm. the example I wanted to share and I said I manifested the exact amount mm. and 
he said, and I, and I feel scared mm -hmm. and I feel anxious. I felt anxiety coming up. Yeah. And then he made a drawing for me. So he made I a drawing. Remember, I, I remember even, maybe I'm interrupting, but I remember when you made that money. Yeah. That there was this moment when, when you almost had like a panic attack. That's what I just yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. When we were walking around <laughs> in the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. So anyway, so I was talking to Ryan and he was making this drawing for me. He said, look, success is like a balloon, right? You have a balloon when it's not inflated. Even if it has some little holes in it, doesn't matter, right? It's just like doesn't influence like anything. Mm -hmm. It's just it has some holes in it, but it's not super visible. You can't actually see like when it's a balloon that's not blown up. You can't actually see if there's a little hole in it mm. um, unless it's huge, but you can't see. So and then he was like, when you blow up the balloon, what happens? All of a sudden it becomes exposed. It grows bigger. Mm -hmm. And so the holes that were previously there are now visible. Mm. And the same is really true for success. So success can really shine a highlight mm. on your insecurities, mm. on your old wounds of mm. not feeling good enough, all the old stories that we haven't healed yet. And so that's not a bad thing. It's a mm. beautiful thing. It's an mm. opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to heal that. Mm. It's an opportunity for us to heal and grow. But we have to take the time for that mm, yeah. and we have to embrace it. That's beautiful. That reminds me of when they say money just expands who you already are. Right. Money or success just expands who you already are. So yeah. if you're a generous person, you're going to be even more generous. But if there's some parts of you that you haven't been aware of before, yeah. they're going to start shining even more. So yes. then you have to start looking at that. Yeah. And it's so it's very important to really take the time for that internal work. Mm. which I did also before mm. I manifested the 12,873 in 2017. Mm -hmm. And I did when we had our seven figure launch again in 2020. Mm. I did all the mindset work before that I did that work to make it show up. But then once it manifested, there was still a certain level of like, ah, just like old anxiety and associations. And sometimes mm -hmm. like I had last year, mm. it can be about some bigger stuff. Mm. So I think I want to go back to that now. Mm -hmm um to what really really happened there so where should we continue well uh what happened afterwards after this insecurity came up in that in event Mexico, yeah like you said that what, what happened afterwards well in like i said i wasn't really aware of it mm -hmm. i wasn't really aware of it and simultaneously there was something happening i did feel actually before i went to mexico i kept on getting these sort of intuitive hits during my journaling sessions and my meditation, I actually kept on receiving a message that said, God wants you to play big. Mm -hmm. So God, and by the way, guys, for anybody that's listening, when I say God, I mean, the universe source, um, mother nature, whatever is the word that you're associating yeah, higher with intelligence, yes. your higher self, whatever yes. works for you. That's what she means. Yes, exactly. So um, I kept on receiving that message. God wants you to play big. And so I really felt like I was called to to work with a bigger audience mm. that also brought up a lot of fear that also brought up a lot of fear of like the old bullied Leone of like, oh, my gosh, a next level of visibility. Because mm. what I see and what I feel is that I meant not to just work with a couple thousand women mm. uh, like with the I think we've had over the years, about 15,000 women go through our trainings. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm meant to work with a lot more. Now that vision really scared me. And I wonder if that actually, 
anyway, I still went ahead and started working towards that. So I was feeling some anxiety and was kind of doing my best to enjoy myself in Ljubljana, in the city mm -hmm. center, but couldn't really. So I was just like, okay, let's just keep going, hustling, which is not really usually my thing. Let's move forward and let's go create that big audience. And one thing I was already doing and I felt called to expand was Facebook advertisements. Mm -hmm. Facebook ads were done, doing super well. We're reaching a lot of women and I felt mm. called to expand on that. But then I think it was the election time in the United States mm -hmm. and we got falsely flagged mm. for really Facebook was sharpening their rules like crazy. Mm -hmm. And we got falsely flagged for doing some kind of things that were not according to their rules. Yeah. And looking back, maybe we did. I think we didn't put the correct disclaimer at the bottom of the page or yeah. whatever, Yeah. whatever. But they were really uptight about it. And then mm -hmm. we tried to review and we tried to get them to like... Basically, our Facebook account got blocked. Yes. So that didn't work out. And then we tried to unblock another one and they all got blocked. And they then they all ended up being blocked permanently. Yeah. Which for me, and I think my little bully, Leone, mm. I was like, oh, so I guess I'm not meant to do what I really want to do. Mm. I guess I'm not meant to work with a bigger audience. Felt like that was just another proof. Yes. That you're not, that you yes. don't belong. Yes. Whatever. I can see that now, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't see that then. I was yeah. just like, oh, this fucking sucks. Yeah. So, but in the meantime, there was this whole story of what was happening in the background. Anyway, I want to fast forward a little bit because mm -hmm. now we can like talk about it with like this reflective yeah. eye. But back then I had no idea this was happening. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just came back out of Mexico, six figure launch, was trying my best to enjoy myself, starting to feel a bit stressed. Things were not working with the ads. So then I started talking to uh, a mentor that was like, hey, you know, I, I have this idea. I know you could also launch like high ticket group mm -hmm. program and really do that. And you'll still be able to make the impact you make mm -hmm. um, and make the money you want to make and, and make a really big difference on a deeper way with a smaller group of women. And um, she said, maybe that's a smarter thing to do, you know, just in mm -hmm. case your ads don't work out. And that's where I sort of started to like really lose the connection with myself and the intuition mm -hmm. because... I could feel intuitively that's not what I was meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel a bit sad sharing that because I have had an amazing run of the of a high ticket program called the Wildly Abundant Woman after mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I also see myself still launching high ticket programs mm -hmm. that are going to change women's minds, mm -hmm. life, um, like the Divine Feminine Leadership Academy that I feel we're going to launch next year. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't even matter what it was and it doesn't even matter whether that is something others should be doing or not. It, I knew it wasn't aligned for me. Yeah, basically, I think that's the core message. At some yes. point, you stop listening to your intuition. Yes. And you just start following what someone else thought yes. is the best, is the most important thing that you should do. Yes, and it's that's, the strategy. And that's where things went off. So I think the core message of this point should be, you know, always if you always listen to your intuition, no matter what some yes. other teacher is going to tell you maybe someone else tells you you need to do this in order to be successful if yes. it doesn't feel aligned for you if your intuition tells you something else then you should trust that otherwise you're just gonna get stuck basically and yeah but then again work. i do want to like emphasize i had no idea that that was what was happening at the time mm -hmm. i didn't know yeah i thought this was genuinely what i wanted but looking, looking back, back now yeah. i'm like yeah. no it wasn't it well, really didn't feel well, good also uh, when we got robbed in bali yeah at the moment 
I thought to myself, yeah, I guess it's okay. We can leave our computers in the house and just go for a bike ride. But we with already a felt unsafe there the moment we arrived. Yeah, so the now looking we... back, we already felt something was off, but we were not listening to that. And the reason we didn't listen to that is because one of our friends had stayed there and she loved it and she recommended it and she stayed there yeah. for like half a year. And everybody was like, no, it's the safest place ever. So in most for... of these cases, it was a rational justification yes. like, oh yeah, this guy says this and that. So we somehow like had an explanation for yeah. why that's a good idea, even though our intuition, our gut feeling yeah. was not saying that. So yeah. It's really important to always listen to a gut feeling, no matter what your rational mind yeah. might say about it. Yeah, I think that's honestly one of my biggest lessons of this past year is my body knows what I need. Mm -hmm. The body knows what I need. That intuitive hint is the answer, even mm. if it doesn't make any fucking sense. Because mm. we also had that experience around our relationship, mm -hmm. which I feel like that's a whole other podcast where I feel like I needed to take a bit of space and like go alone yeah. somewhere and in a hotel for myself to reflect on some things in our relationship. Yeah. That also made zero sense for me rationally. Right. Yeah. But when I did that, you and I had such a next level breakthrough in our relationship where we're now in like a level of like trust and connection mm -hmm. that we never would have experienced mm -hmm. had I rationalized myself out of doing that. So that's the good thing is it can happen when you follow your gut. I mean, it's insanely good stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's always where do all that. the magic is. So yeah, <laughs> always follow that. So that's one of the lessons. But just I want to take you back into like what the experience was for me, because again, this all sounds like great looking back, but I had no fucking clue that this what was what was happening. I think what what I just want to say is maybe if we want to fast forward to what actually made the difference. No, I don't want to go there just yet. Okay. Because. At this point, you know, so I had gone to Mexico, we had had all of this great success, all of these big changes. Uh, then I started focusing on launching like a high ticket, awesome mastermind experience. It was called The Wildly Event a Woman, which is the same name of this podcast. Um, it was awesome, actually. It was really awesome. I had a really nice group of, I don't remember exactly how many we had, like eight or nine women yeah. that were just super beautiful. They were amazing. We had calls yeah. together every week. Um, it was really, really gorgeous. If you're listening and you were in that group, you know how much I love you. Um, and some beautiful things happened mm. in there. And I enjoyed it. Mm. The launch didn't flow as well as I would have hoped. Mm -hmm. which was already kind of interesting. And looking back now, it was a sign that I was doing something that wasn't fully aligned, where my yeah. heart wasn't fully in there. Yeah. I was more strategizing rather than really following what felt good to me. I thought mm. I was. Mm -hmm. I really thought I was. Mm, yeah. Looking back, I didn't. Yeah. So that was sort of like the beginning of 2021. And I was kind of like, what were we even doing? We were traveling quite a lot. We lived by, we, were we lived in, in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. That was fun. We yeah. still had all of these huge up levels. We stayed in a nice apartment of a friend in Amsterdam that we loved. It was yeah. beautiful, actually. It was hella cold, but and it was then, really nice. And then we lived in a Slovenian seaside. We lived in a gorgeous place. Such a nice apartment overlooking the sea in Slovenia that we loved. Yeah. So we really had a lot of fun in that sense. Mm -hmm. We were like out with our dog a lot. We I made was sailing a lot. You were sailing. Uh, I was running. I went. We went to this really nice five-star hotel all the time. Yeah. So things were also in a way really awesome, but underneath it, I felt stressed. I really tried to meditate a lot to like be grounded and stuff, but 
it was as if I, no matter how much I meditated, there was this underlying restlessness all the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And really this underlying feeling of I'm not yet where I'm supposed to be mm. and not being good enough. Mm. By the way, I just want to make sure, are we recording? <laughs> yes, we are. Okay. Yes, we really want to make sure we're not, we're not missing this. So yeah, there was this underlying feeling of just wanting to move faster. And I thought, you know, I was really in like the divine feminine manifestation flow and like really making sure that I'm like, have my mindset straight and being high vibe all the time. Yeah. But it was really fucking stressful to have to be high vibe all the time because mm. when I had lows, I had lows. Mm. I was feeling so fucking down mm. in my lows that at that point I didn't really have like the deep feelings of like this is a depression or mm -hmm. or some of the suicidal thoughts which I had later and I'll address later on mm -hmm. but I did feel just like a grind a heaviness and a constantly being in fucking strategy mm -hmm. but all of the shit that I still wanted to do that I was telling myself that I had to do and so even though we were in like this gorgeous environment and I was able to enjoy it for, for some of the time and, and kind of a lot of the time too, mm. when I felt down, I felt down and there was a harshness I had towards myself mm. in my mind and a real fucking struggle. Mm. So yeah, it was kind of like, both like two worlds almost like really enjoying myself having so much fun five-star hotels um and this is really like the, the beginning of 2021 right um the hmm. most amazing walks in the most amazing nature and yes. sunsets and all of that yes so dream apartments so basically on one hand living a dream life and on the other hand not feeling it having these total dumps yeah not feeling it and then i remember at one point you would go and do these workouts up on the mountain somewhere where they had some kind of workout park that you love to go through. I think yeah. it was close to somewhere. Close to the beach. Yes. Yeah. And I think you would drive there because it was a bit of a walk from where we stayed. Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't have our bicycles there. So at some point you went there and i think you then dropped me off somewhere and i decided to go on a long walk for my by myself mm -hmm. by the water with the dog mm -hmm. and i kept and i was so i was walking there with the dog and i it makes me feel touched again it almost makes me want to cry i remember what outfit i was wearing i was wearing my actually i'm not sure now which one it was it was either my <laughs> white glitter dress that i love from croatia that i bought with barbara and yolanda or it was my really nice silk pink dress from bali either way it's very important it's you know. very important <laughs> Which... I, I was wearing my pink shoes i remember that oh yeah do you remember what socks you were having no i don't <laughs> probably my pink ones actually but okay i was walking along the beach with the dog because i've just kept on feeling like this internal pull of you need to go for a walk you need to go, go for a walk not just on that day but i had that all the time i just wanted to walk all day mm. and so I gave into that, went for a walk with the lovely dog that I miss so much right now. We were walking along the beach and I had my journal with me. I just felt you have to walk and you have to journal. And I remember the picture that I drew um, as I sat down by the sea somewhere. And I remember mm. just crying while I walked. 
crying and feeling like everything was too much and there was so much stress I was putting on myself, not even necessarily because of the work that I was doing, but because what I wanted to do so conflicted with what I with with my body. Mm. I felt so vulnerable. I felt so in fear. I just mm. felt I really remember feeling like a hurt animal. Did it feel like a part of you wanted to go really big and you had this big massive desire and a part of you also felt so insecure and totally hold held back? I didn't it? even want to think about going big. I did. Okay. I tried to force myself into that, okay. but a part of me just wanted to cry, crash and burn. Mm. Like literally. So at that point, I was um, actually makes me want to grab my phone and look up, look up that picture. I was sitting down on a pier in Porto Roj in Slovenia. And I drew a picture. So I just really I cried, I cried, I cried. And I drew a picture of what I really wanted. I kept on feeling I want to go on a holiday. Mm. And it didn't make rational sense to me because I felt like there was such a cool project that I wanted to launch. Mm. And I just kept on feeling like I want to fucking go on a holiday. I want to go on a holiday. I want to take time off. I don't want to do anything. I want to do nothing. I don't feel like fucking working. I don't want to do shit. And again, it's not like my life was really like I wasn't doing nine to five working. Like we were outside. We were walking. It was beautiful. We were always mm -hmm. like in beautiful places. But it still felt so fucking stressful for me. Mm -hmm. So then I drew this picture. Mm -hmm. And I think I might add it even to the podcast. If you're on the page, if you're on leonigabriela.com, um, I'll post it there so you'll see it. So I posted this, I drew this picture and it said, we're going to do things completely differently. Mm. So there, and I just kept on feeling like I need to have a vacation. I want more pleasure. I want to follow my desires more. I want to draw more. I want to journal more. I want to take more walks for myself. Mm. Um, and one of the core things I kept writing down is there's really nothing I have to do. There is nothing I have to do. There's nothing I have to do mm. because a part of me was really so fucking harsh on myself and like pushing myself to take action. Mm. So that's what I drew. And that was sort of like sort of the first hint of what I wanted. And then mm. I, I really felt like, okay, there is really something going on here. This, mm. this is when I really noticed, okay, something feels off. Mm. I need some help. Mm. I feel like I can't cope with my level of success. And that's when I, so the first thing clicked, mm. I didn't see yet, which I can, I only saw, I can see it now. I've been seeing that since a few months now, but I didn't see then that I made the wrong decision in my business of what to focus on. I didn't mm. see yet that I lost the connection with my intuition. Mm. I still thought I wanted to do all these things that I was learning from that current mentor. Mm. Right. And and I don't blame her, by the way, for my misalignment because mm. it was my own choice to sign up to work with her. But so I didn't see that yet. But what I did start to see is, OK, I'm I'm upper limiting. Mm. I'm upper limiting. Everything is so good and I can't handle the amount of success that I'm experiencing. Mm. So that was kind of a relief. Mm. And I started to get help. I got help from a bunch of different coaches. So uh, I started working with um, started working with Irena, started working with Florian, um, started working, I think, also with a couple of other people mm -hmm. just really to give me the help that I needed, yeah. not just my business, mm. which is kind of what I had mostly been focusing on before that, yeah. which I loved. It felt super good and joyful. 
but I felt like there's something here that I feel like I need to shift. Mm -hmm. None of it really helped. Mm -hmm. It helped for some time, mm -hmm. but I was still so much in my mind mm -hmm. and I was still kind of trying to get somewhere mm -hmm. because there was just a genuine misalignment. Mm -hmm. And also there was kind of like a harshness that I had while and a, almost an upset that I had mm. with myself of like everything's going so great why can't you enjoy it mm. so I kind of made it mean that there's something wrong with me mm. which again that was that whole old wound mm. that had been so activated right mm. in the massive growth that had happened so I did discover some awesome things then so I did discover what had happened in Mexico and how scared that had made me. And it was a huge step. I was really proud of myself, actually, that I was getting the support. Mm -hmm. I was getting like multiple sessions a week with people and really learning to really be there for myself and be mm -hmm. loving for myself. So things were kind of helping. They mm -hmm. were kind of helping. I started to feel more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's when I went to Ibiza after that. I went to, which also was really beautiful, but I, I basically for everybody listening, I went to Ibiza, um, this beautiful island in Spain, Ibiza, Ibiza uh, with a bunch of beautiful women uh, for a beautiful mastermind that I had been invited into. Um, that was wonderful. Also super cool girls again. So my inner insecure self could get kind of triggered. It also did. But these women were really able to hold the space for me and really help me heal some of that. And they're like mm. some of my closest friends now, mm. really grateful for our connection. And you'll probably hear a lot more about these women because I have a feeling that we're going to be doing some collaborations together also in the future. So that was really beautiful. We went to um, Croatia mm -hmm. to this really nice hotel. Oh, yeah. Where I fell off of my unicorn, which everybody <laughs> has seen on Instagram if they haven't seen it yet. Um, so basically I kind of stopped working then actually. Oh, yeah, mm. we didn't have an entrepreneur launch even. Yeah, we did. We didn't have an entrepreneur launch. Went super well. Another six figure launch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so on the surface, things looked like they were getting better. Yeah. Um, went to Croatia. The summer really did help. I will say that mm. the summer really did help being naked in a nudist camp. We went to a nudist if, camp with our friends. If you're ever uh, down, just go in a naked nudist camp. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so like have the sunshine a lot. We were having holiday with your family. I actually really did enjoy that and I was doing quite mm. well. So but then yeah, but then I came to we came to the Netherlands in September mm. and no, actually, I want to go a little bit before that. I was when I was in Ibiza already. Ibiza. In Ibiza, I had a call with some of my friends, and I was sharing with them some about what was happening in my inner world, about some of the stress. And just I noticed that you have the tendency to start, just keep on making jokes about right. Ibiza. Uh, okay. Ibiza. I'm gonna stop. And so yeah. So basically I was in Ibiza and I was having a call there with <laughs> and I was having a call there with with my friends with Joe and with Tanya. Mm. And yeah. I was sharing with them that I just had like these intense feelings of like not wanting to do anything. Mm. 
So that was already in July of like feeling like super unmotivated and like feeling like down and like starting to really have feelings of depression. Mm. And I remember one of my friends then said, Leonie, I think you really need to look into that and you really need to create the space for that. And you really have to mm. take that seriously. Yeah. And that's the first time when I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually something that's worth looking into, not just meditating with or something. Yeah, or not just like shifting and fixing or in order for me to feel good again. Mm. Although those previous sessions that I had with all of those coaches were also great. A lot of it was still really happening on the mental level. Mm. So anyway, so that happened in Ibiza. Then we had the whole summer holiday, which was fucking epic in Croatia. I had a great time. Then we came to the Netherlands. We arrived mm. in the Netherlands on the 3rd of September. And uh, it turns out that the my great friend Natasha that we said goodbye to in Slovenia, I gave her a hug. She only saw me for five minutes before we left. She just gave me a nice little package, which was COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and so thank you, Natasha. Um, no, but really thank you because you'll hear what happens next. So then we stayed in a really nice house of friends in um, the Netherlands. And I was sick in bed for two full weeks with really intense version of COVID mm -hmm. to the point where at some point Clement wanted to call the ambulance because I couldn't speak anymore. I was yeah. just delirious yeah. and had really high fever. Um, and as I was there, I was doing nothing and forced even more to do nothing. Mm -hmm. I was also kind of doing nothing in Croatia, but there was still this constant feeling that I need to be doing something, that I need mm -hmm. to be taking action. So COVID really, in Dutch we say, it really like caused me to just like completely have to lay down in the bed and not do anything. Because I kicked my ass. I couldn't do shit. I couldn't even walk down the stairs at some point. I was, yeah. I couldn't eat. I didn't eat for like three or five days or something. Anyway. So then what happened after that is we moved to another home, the Earthship we're staying in now of our great friends. And we had planned this awesome, there were two things happening. We had planned this awesome sailing trip mm -hmm. that we were going to go to. We were going go to go fly to Croatia to, f to go sailing with our friend yeah. Gunter yeah. Um, and your brother for a week. Yeah. We were both super excited about that. Mm -hmm. And I had been, another thing was that I was going to be hosting and launching my new version of my... Um, mastermind which mm -hmm. was really what i thought still i still really thought oh that's what i'm supposed to be doing that's what i have to do that's what feels aligned all yeah. the resistance i had so much resistance all the resistance i thought was just my own upper limit my own fear just need to shift through it mm -hmm. show up and it's gonna work yeah i felt like i didn't feel great still after covid and i just didn't want to go to croatia with you mm. so and at first I was like, come on, just get yourself to do it. Um, go to Croatia. But then I really gave myself the space to be like, well, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay alone for a week mm -hmm. here in the house in the Earthship. And I love this place because it's really relaxing. It's literally made out of earth, the walls, even though it's really nice and beautiful and luxurious. It's still very grounding. Mm -hmm. So I gave myself the space to stay there for a week. I was also menstruating. So that also added onto it. And you went. And then I had scheduled a webinar, which I already had postponed a couple times because I just didn't feel like it. Again, I thought that was just resistance. I had to move through. 
I had host scheduled to host a webinar for the um, Wild Lebanon Woman mm-hmm. 2.0. Yeah. And I had a ton of women that were interested in this. Yeah. I didn't fucking want to do it. And then the evening before I was going to host that webinar, mm. for the first time since I can remember, I had a thought of like, why are you even alive? Mm. Why are you even here? Maybe it would be easier if you would just end it. Mm. And so that scared me. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I knew that I probably wouldn't take action on that. Mm. I didn't see myself actually fulfilling that thought. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I had the thought alone Mm. really scared me. Mm. So I canceled the webinar. Mm -hmm. I told women that I need more space for myself. Mm -hmm. And I... I instantly scheduled a call. I think I might have had a call even that evening still or chat with our amazing friend group. Mm. Um, And they were super supportive. Mm. And they also told me to really take that seriously Mm. and to really look into what was going on. Mm. So then I think from their advice and COVID and everything, just like really like, I felt like I had no other choice. Mm but to be like, okay, something's off here. I clearly need space for myself. I still yeah. found it really hard to accept, yeah. but I said, I surrender. Mm. So I said, universe, I surrender. And then I actually scheduled an appointment with my doctor. I scheduled an appointment with my, uh, with a mental health practitioner, uh, which was fucking helpful. And I'm so grateful to my friend, Joe, that really urged me to take this seriously and to really mm. get some of the support that I needed. Mm. Um, and that's when I was like, and, and Joe was like, I think you need to take a sabbatical. I think that's what she said. I don't remember who came mm. up with it anyway. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. So that's when I um, was like, okay, I think I really need to take a break. I really need to mm. uh, take a break. And I still didn't know what was going on. It still didn't make sense to me, but to my body, it did. That's all. That's what really matters, right? That's what really matters. That's the biggest, biggest, biggest lesson I Your learned. body knows. Yeah. So then I went on a semi-sabbatical. Mm. I canceled all of my programs. Um, actually, I was quite lucky be- because some of them were exactly ending. The Wildly Abundant Woman was exactly ending. Uh, the Abundant Entrepreneur had just been fulfilled on. So there were no more calls for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also like a sign that something was really off. I just wasn't even enjoying calls anymore, mm. which was so not like me because I love my work. Mm. So anyway, then we then I took the summer sabbatical. We stayed here. We went to Ibiza. I really took time for myself. I went horse riding. Mm. Uh, I wanted to do jujitsu, but then find out that's not really <laughs> what I wanted to do. But you did it. Um, I... Um, went for lots of walks. I really went into nature. I was hiking a lot. I was meditating. Mm. So I really gave myself the space that I needed, even though honestly, I had stopped working aside from one one or two calls a week already in like June. Mm. It still felt really stressful because I didn't really give myself that space. So yeah, so that's what I did. That helped. I thought, okay, I think I just need time. 
I think I just need time to like shift whatever is going on. Mm. And I was getting all of these sessions with my mental health practitioner. Mm. I had, was still getting some of those sessions with some of the healers I was working with. Even though I felt more relaxed, especially when I was around the horses, that was fucking awesome. I got a bunch of private training with horses. I hired this amazing coach um, in Ibiza that was just super awesome and really, really fun. Mm. Um, underneath it, I still felt a sense of like, I don't want to do anything. I don't feel like doing anything. And then at some point, by the way, if you have any questions in between at any point, babe, or if you want to like speed things up, do you let me know. <laughs> well, it seems like you want to go slow. I wanted to speed it up before. You wanted to speed it up before. And you were pretty clear that you don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, well, maybe it's a little bit lengthy now. I don't know. But I think I'll fast forward to what really helped me now in the end. So I was listening to a um, podcast um, where somebody was interviewing Susie Batiste. So Susie Batiz is this really amazing owner of a half a billion dollar company called Poopery, and they make um, essential oil uh, air refreshers for when you go to the loo so that your toilet doesn't stink. Um, anyway, that's a little side note, but I love her energy. I love her vibe. And she happens to be coached by Gay Hendricks. Mm -hmm. And Gay Hendricks is um, somebody that also really inspires you and me, and we've actually worked with Gay Hendricks and his partner, Katie, yeah. in California to learn their coaching technique, yes. which has been really life-changing. And so she shared about her experience and I'm super inspired by her because underneath me wanting to take a break, there's still like this authentic feeling of like, I know I'm meant to do something big. Mm -hmm. And I, I know there's something that I'm meant to start doing. Mm -hmm. So then I listened to her and she actually shared about her period of deep depression, mm. about her period of like, she had like a four year sabbatical, yeah. which was just like super like interesting for me to hear. And all of the limiting beliefs that she had to move through and how stuck mm. she felt. And then she also shared three things that most helped her. Mm. And one of them was hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. One of them was somatic release or body work. Mm -hmm. So really working with the body. And I also happen to know that she is coached by Gay Hendricks, mm -hmm. um, who we love. Yeah. And we fucking love their work. Like Gay yeah. and Katie Hendricks life has changed our life. Like work has changed our life when it mm. comes to work, relationships, yeah. creativity, anything. Like we yeah. adore them. And Clement is actually coached. I mean, we're both uh, trained. We're both trained in their coaching techniques. Yeah. So... I was like, there's something there that I need to look at, you know, mm. how did she overcome that upper limit? And so I started to really look into that. And then you at the time were really interested in a specific type of work from them that yeah. they teach in their book at the speed of life. Body-based coaching. Body-based coaching. Yeah. So I already shared with you what one of my biggest insight was, was that my body always knows what I need, right? My body always knows what I need. Like, so not my mind. And so this whole year has been like a freaking journey of trusting my body more than my mind. Yeah. And still I was getting a lot of like mindset based coaching approaches, which were yeah. beautiful, but they were only helping for a short amount of time and nothing really stuck. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, I guess you can, you can understand something on an intellectual level, yes. but until 
you you feel it in your body until whatever's uh, holding you back like emotionally has yeah. been shifted it's going to make zero difference yeah because you also know that you need to eat healthier food you know you need to be working out more you know you need to be sleeping to uh, going to bed earlier you know a lot of things yeah but we're not that doesn't make any difference yeah it's about you know tapping into what's really going on and shifting those emotional things on a, on a bodily level that then changes the game changes yeah everything exactly so you were i was still like even though we had been to ibiza done all these things i was still feeling so low and i was just feeling depressed mm. and i was telling you i said i don't fucking feel like doing anything i just want to lay on the couch and i want to watch like shitty netflix reality shows like mm. too hot to handle and that type of crap <laughs> and i want to eat shit and i don't want to do anything yeah and i was doing my best not to give in to that too much because i had already been doing that for months not really eating shit all the time but i allowed myself to just be and do what i wanted but it wasn't helping yeah so and then you were reading this book and you were like hey you know what gay and katie Hendricks actually say that depression is a combination of feelings of sadness and, and fear and uh, sadness and anger are you sure yeah 100 percent. okay so it's a combination of sadness and anger not fully felt and he was like, I have a feeling there's some gems underneath here. Well, at some, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So you were reading this book and you were like, I have a feeling there's a gem here and they have a really powerful process that I would like to learn more about because I'm really passionate, passionate, fascinated by, excited about this type of training and working. Can I guide you through a session? Well, I think actually the way it happened is that at some point you were just really down and depressed yeah. and you came to me and you said, Hey, I feel really depressed. And, yeah. I, and I was just studying this method more and I said, Okay, do you want to look at that? Yeah. And then you said yes. And then we went and had a session. Right here in this room. Yeah. And what happened? What happened was... <laughs> so basically they work really much with, with the body. And they are basically like, okay, embody what you feel. So bodify what you're feeling. So I was really bodifying what I was feeling. I was feeling depressed. So what did I want to do? I wanted to go lay on the floor. So at first in the beginning of the session, that's mostly what I was doing. I was just like laying on the floor. I was like, okay, go lay on the floor. And then at some point he was like, okay, I have a feeling that there are some feelings here that you're not fully comfortable allowing yourself to feel. So mm -hmm. why don't you do some exercises that are going to help you presence yourself more? Mm -hmm. So this is also something Gay and Katie teach is that whenever you're feeling really stuck, it usually means that there's feelings not fully felt. And what can help you be comfortable accessing those feelings is do something called fear melters. Well, I think what is important to acknowledge is that there, there's a couple layers okay. that you need to go through yeah. to get to your really authentic emotions and then you can yeah. let them feel them fully and that yeah. transforms everything. Yeah. But sometimes, oftentimes we're stuck in this ego personas yeah. of trying, of like the achiever, the trying hard, pushing, yeah. like efforting, all of these ways and uh, through embodying it. Yeah you are able to magnify whatever's happening so we yeah. can recognize this ego yeah. persona so then you can step out of that yeah and then we use fear melt fear melters which are body movements yeah that help you stay really present in your body and that starts spacing out yeah so you can really go there where you don't want to go yeah and you really allow yourself to feel all your emotions fully yeah so we did a fear melter like called sumo where you really stand like a sumo and you really when I noticed you starting to space out, we really did that. Yeah. You're standing the, like a sumo and you say, I'm here. Yeah. You know, I'm really like, and you really breathe deeply and you allow yourself to feel the emotions fully. So we went yeah. really deep into you experiencing that sadness and yeah. anger 
and let it come through you let it like process it really yeah. you know well i had no idea that there were unfelt feelings of anger or sadness underneath my feelings of depression yeah. but when i went there during the session and i honestly don't even know exactly i don't remember exactly what happened because i really let my body take take charge yeah i do remember that all of a sudden then by allowing myself to feel those feelings i had a flashback memory mm. I had a flashback memory to when i was 16 years old mm. and I that oftentimes happens, by the way, when you tune into these emotions, there's flashbacks of moments where where this traumatic events happened. Yeah. So I had a flashback memory to when I was 16 years old. No specific like traumatic experience other than I remember myself being on my attic. So I had a room on the attic at my mom's house. It was a nice big room. This was really like my empire. It's where I lived and I lived really in a fantasy. So I would work at the bakery uh, at the and at the local supermarket and I was saving up all my money. Mm -hmm. Everything I would earn would go to buying really nice magazines. Mm -hmm. So I had stacks and stacks and stacks mm -hmm. of Elle magazine, of Vogue magazine, of magazines with really nice uh, like design uh, things in it, fashion. Uh, I loved all of that super much. So, but as I went back to the flashback memory, I all of a sudden remembered a decision that I made when I was there and when I was 16 year old and an unconscious decision I made is that life is beautiful and I can have it, but only in my fantasy. Mm. So there was this distance that I created in that moment between me mm. and that world that I was always longing for. Mm. So I was really a dreamer. Mm -hmm. I, I was always in my head. I think that was also my way of coping with my parents' divorce. Yeah. I was really in my head and always dreaming about this beautiful world. Yeah. But it was never mine. Mm -hmm. And I distanced myself between it. I was always also very jealous of other kids, of the way they lived their life. Mm -hmm. Which really came out of an unconscious um, feeling that it's not meant for me. Mm -hmm. Even though there, I had beautiful things too. Mm -hmm. And when I later on spoke to some of my closest friends, it turned out that they, um, they were actually jealous of me too. Mm. But anyway, what was important was that I made that decision about myself. Yeah, I think it's important to say that when I say that there's these traumatic experiences that happen, uh, it doesn't need to be a big thing. It doesn't need to mean that someone... Uh, yeah, it doesn't need to mean that something big and terrible happened. But it can be a, like a small thing that happened where you made a certain decision. Like for, for Leone, it was that uh, watching those magazines. Yeah, exactly. So, and the fascinating thing was when I did that session with you, and I remember I stood right there in the corner in this room, um, I recognized that I had been living as that 16-year-old for the entire past fucking year. So during wow. that event, in, I don't know even know if I told you this, but yeah. I, during that event in Mexico, yeah. she got triggered. Yeah. Um, or maybe also like my six, there was also a six year, six year old experience that was mixed in there. Mm -hmm. But 
some at some point there my 16 year old had been triggered so it's almost like in that event in mexico yeah you got into your 16 year old trigger yeah and you were in the trigger for a year for a year and this event tr- yes. th- this coaching session <laughs> yeah. got you out yes. of it again and suddenly you're like yeah. whoa i'm back holy shit literally <laughs> wow that's how it and, felt but, but and then on top of that you were trying to get like coaching that would change your mindset that would you know, and super to, good coaches. Yeah, and you were trying to hype yourself up and yeah. override that 16-year-old with strategy and goal setting and whatever. I don't know even if we were consciously doing any of the overriding. Like, they were really mm. awesome coaches, like, mm. really wholesome, really, like, inclusive of, mm. like, body, mind, etc. Mm. But still not really, like, the body-based type of coaching like you mm. and I have been doing. Mm. So, yeah, literally, I discovered that I had been living in a 16-year-old persona so a persona is like what Clement described. It is a strategy, a way of being that you use as a way to protect yourself. It's like a mask you put on to cover up whatever uh, you feel is really going on. Yeah. So that you can survive. And those are old ways of being that we're all familiar with, yeah. which are all about surviving and covering up instead of really going deep. Because oftentimes in the past, we wouldn't really allow ourselves to feel or there, it wasn't safe to feel that anger, to feel that sadness. Mm-hmm. So then we covered it up and we put some kind of shield over it. But now in order to thrive and be really yeah. happy in, in, in your life and, and truly authentically, you need to you know go back and, and, and contact those emotions and feelings so you can really learn how to make space for those emotions. Make space for the emotions because and this also i want to share a little bit about the uh, other session i did with a, a guy that was also really amazing um but to get back yes i was in my 16 year old for mm. like a year mm. and the moment i saw it mm. a shift happened in my body mm. i felt relaxed mm. i didn't feel like i constantly needed to meditate to be even slightly grounded anymore mm. i felt a sense of relaxation of openness and i even felt inspired again mm. that day and the next day i actually was like journaling again about like what i want to create next and about my podcasts mm. and the kind of stuff i want to share and, and that's the good thing the, the most awesome thing mm-hmm. is that our essence which is what you contact through re- letting go of this emotions are holding you back your essence knows how to be successful your essence has abundance of creativity flowing your your essence has a ton of great ideas on how you can be successful yeah so that's a cool thing go ahead yeah yeah so basically um your essence is who you really are it's your authentic self underneath all of the personas and fears and yes exactly so um so that, so this really made the difference and maybe still, yes, it was obviously amazing and super mega good that I took like a long break and a longer sabbatical because otherwise I wouldn't have gotten to this point. So it was still nice that you took the sabbatical. Yes. And that helped. Yes. And I have learned so much from it. I've learned so, so, so much from it. Mm-hmm. I have learned that I actually love my business and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed what we were doing. And also I felt like a part of me had to die mm-hmm. in order for me to be able to move into the next level of my vision. Mm-hmm. So my 16 year old, the persona of my 16 year old had to be loved. Like she, my actual 16 year old had to be loved and allowed to feel everything. But the persona, the survival mechanism, the strategy of living had to die. Mm. so i really feel like i went through a period of like death and Mm. releasing 
a small identifying part of me mm-hmm. that I needed to let go to be able to step into the next level mm-hmm. of my vision. Mm-hmm. Because I long to work, you know, I'm super grateful for like the 15K women that have gone through our trainings in the last five years, but I long to work with 150,000. Mm-hmm. I long to work with a million. Mm-hmm. So it feels kind of vulnerable to share it here because I'm making a big statement, but that's how it feels. It feels yeah. true and authentic to me. So. And I knew that was the big vision that I longed for, but a part of me felt so fucking scared that I couldn't even let it in. Mm. And so through this session, and it was so, it was life-changing. It was more powerful than all of the other sessions combined that I did. Mm. Mm. Um, and then after that, so I'm really grateful. I'm so grateful mm. to you mm. for helping me with that. Yeah, that was fun. It was super powerful. We did another session after that once. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also based on one of the techniques they teach in the book um at the speed of life Mm -hmm. and i have also gotten a really powerful um somatic healing or energetic myofacial release session with a really good body worker from amsterdam Mm. which was also really interesting because he said i told him about what i'm experiencing in my business that i feel like i don't have space to hold the bigness of of what I'm here to do mm. in my body. And he helped me create space in my body mm. to be able to hold that vision. Mm. So literally, and it's interesting that right now as we're speaking, all of a sudden there's so much light coming through the roof window. Yeah. Um, he helped me create space in my body mm. to be able to hold mm. and not hold like graspy hold, but mm. like create space mm. in a calm way for who I really am and what I'm mm. here to do. Mm. and for my mission Mm. so that was really powerful so i guess if we're to summarize what are the um what did i learn during my sabbatical actually even before i go into that i really hope that forever who's listening if you're listening to this podcast i hope this is helpful for you Mm. i hope that you can get that you're not alone in what you're experiencing i will also say i think it's something that's really happening right now and it is maybe because of the year we're in i'm not really so well familiar with like astrology and stuff but also maybe because of what we've gone through like a massive acceleration when it comes to to covid Mm. all of my friends have Mm. asked me about this Mm. you know i'm not going to mention names uh, because i want to honor their privacy but a lot of my close friends Mm. and some of my colleagues have been going through the exact same thing Mm. of like not feeling motivated, Mm. not wanting to do the work, Mm. something feeling off, needing Mm. to take space and needing to have a shift. And so here's my advice for you. And I hope you're really getting this as from the lessons that I learned. Your body knows what you need. Mm -hmm. Your body knows what you need. So take the space that you need. To really feel everything you're feeling. To feel everything you're feeling. And honor that. To honor it, to relax, to, to, to go for the walks. Go journaling take the time off you know it's amazing what can happen when you take that when you when you dare to stand still for a little bit because by standing still sometimes you can see so much more of what's around you and what's really happening and you can have such a freaking powerful shift Mm. so make sure that you prioritize that don't turn into a working horse prioritize your alignment Mm. so and if you feel like your creativity is stuck like it doesn't it's not flowing don't force it like don't force it don't go into strategy but instead look into the authentic emotions underneath that yeah and it's it's happening on energetical and emotional level and when when that's gonna be cleared out the strategy is gonna flow effortlessly so 
uh, it's it's usually on the emotional level than on yeah. the strategy. So the body knows what you need. You are so worthy of everything you desire. Everything you desire desires you. So mm -hmm. don't. That's a nice one. Yeah. So don't don't take you feeling unmotivated as a bad sign. Take it as a good sign and take the time to go within. Um, is there any other practical takeaway we want to share with women here? I mean, first of all, I'd also really love to hear from you. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like grateful for me having shared this and it resonates with you, would you be willing to share with me? And if you're on the blog on my website, please share it there. This is really where the main conversation I'd love for it to happen there. Um, I think another are one... you experiencing some yeah. of this? Do you have times where you're feeling down, where you feel really unmotivated, where you're maybe even feeling depressed? Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, being vulnerable about it. I want you to know you're not alone. I know so mm -hmm. many women in the divine feminine manifestation space and in the feminine business space that are mm -hmm. experiencing this. You're not alone. So if you'd be willing to share about it, um, and even if you don't, I salute you. And also, if you do want to connect with me about it, write a comment, share what your experience is, and also share um, what what you can give yourself, even if you're not going through these feelings, mm. right? But still, I hope you take the lessons from it. What are you going to do moving forward to create more space for yourself and mm. to integrate whatever longs to be integrated? And then so I think what I'll do, I'd love to like write down a bunch of like awesome resources as well underneath mm -hmm. this podcast. Yeah. Um, so we'll put down some links of things we've recommended. Mm. And if you're interested, by the way, because Clara and I have been talking about like whether you would be offering these sessions as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And we've decided for now that we will probably be offering those sessions. We'll mm -hmm. be offering them to women that I'm working with one on one. Um, and I'll make a whole other podcast about what that's like as well, mm. uh, as well as for women that are going to be joining our paid programs mm -hmm. uh, in the future. We'll be offering yeah. um, this experience to them as well. Mm. Uh, one last takeaway is that um, I like follow your gut, follow your intuition, even if it doesn't rationally make sense. Just follow what feels right to you. Taking a sabbatical didn't make any fucking sense. Pausing these programs made zero sense. I literally had so much money I was going to make. I had so many women that were interested and it would only cost me one or two hours a week. Yeah, it made zero sense. So so follow your gut, follow what feels right, even if you can explain it rationally, because you can only connect the dots afterwards. Yeah. Why it made sense. Um, so just trust that. Yeah. No matter that. what anybody else thinks, no matter what rationally makes sense. Follow what your body wants to do. Follow that impulse. Yeah. Don't bash yourself. And um, you can trust yourself. It comes down to ultimately, this is the number one lesson I teach. That's my mm. calling. You can trust yourself. The world needs your message. And life gets to be fun. So I think this is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I would like to hear from I think we would both like to hear from you um, through you can if you're getting this through an email you can we love hearing your responses about how it was for you to listen to this or in comments of the podcast we always love hearing uh, how this is affecting your life and uh, connecting to our audience yeah and if there's anything else that you want to do for me that would be so amazing i am really aiming to get this hand work in the hands of a lot of women so if you love mm -hmm. this podcast 
um, but you don't feel like reaching out or even if you do, um, please leave a review for me in uh, the podcast uh, app or in the iTunes app. Uh, it's not possible to do it on Spotify, so you have to do it on iTunes or on the podcast app. Leave a review. Share with people what you like about this podcast. It's necessary for us to be able to reach more women. We need good reviews. So if you would want to do that, that'd be very powerful. Good. Oh, and if you want even more updates, of course, go to my website, leonigabriella.com. Sign up for email updates. If you're not on the list already, my email list is the place where I share a lot of behind the scenes info. I share personal updates that I don't share anywhere else, uh, as well as coupon codes, free workshops, um, free PDF downloads, free meditations. Mm. So yeah, if you're interested, go there as well. Yep. And that's it for now. We're going to yeah. log off. I'm going to go do my training. Yeah, okay, good. ladies, I love you so much. Remember, you're worthy. Life gets to be fun. Your message is needed. You could trust yourself. And uh, I'll see you very soon. Okay. Thank you for listening. Much love. Mwah. <laughs>